This is Brain Diet, episode number 135. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? How are you doing? Welcome to this episode of Brain Diet. Thank you so much for being here. This episode is going to air at the close of the month of September. Now, as we close out September, we dip our toes into the upcoming holiday season. Now, I love this time of year so much for so many different reasons, the weather and the football games and all of the festive activities, and maybe the holidays and the upcoming things, maybe this is on your mind and maybe it isn't, but regardless, they are not far away. The holiday season, pretty much starting now, October, November, December, up until the end of the year can be so much fun and it should be, but it can also create a lot of unease about our weight. And you might hear that and be like, wow, that's not even on my radar right now. Why are we talking about this? And what happens is when it's not on our radar, when we are not thinking ahead and strategizing and being aware, here is what I see happen for many of my clients is this lack of awareness takes them full speed into the holidays or this lack of preparation, I should, I should say, takes them full speed into the holidays. And then there becomes this mentality of I'll start losing weight after the holidays are over. I'll focus on my health at the beginning of the year. I just want to enjoy myself. And so then begins that really familiar pattern where we want to enjoy ourselves, but we also want to lose weight and be healthy, but we also don't want to think about any of it. Does this sound familiar to you? Have you ever been in this boat during the holiday season? This is what I am wanting to share with you today before we get into our topic is I'm offering something to help with that that I really would recommend taking advantage of because I think being prepared for the holidays allows you to not only stay closer to your health and your goals, but it actually allows you to enjoy the holidays even more because you're not just pushing away this nagging idea of like, oh, my weight and health, but it's okay. It's not this battle when you can be prepared. So what it is that I'm offering that I would highly recommend you take advantage of is through the month of October, I'm offering a free and private pre-holiday prep call. And so what that entails is me walking you through everything you will need to be prepared to navigate the holidays and have all of that anxiety just be nowhere to be found. So yes, maybe the holidays are not much on your radar. And yes, it is just going to be the beginning of October, but this is the time to prepare. And it doesn't have to be an elaborate preparation. It really is just a few things to lock into place that can make the holiday season so much more enjoyable and so much less anxiety ridden. Sometimes we have that anxiety in the back of our minds about our weight and our health and then it all comes up at the beginning of the year. And so this is a free call that I will highly recommend you sign up for. The link to sign up is in the show notes and I am only offering four slots per week. So for this pre-holiday prep call, there are only going to be four slots per week. So they will probably fill up quickly. Be sure to check the scheduler and grab yours if you can. 
it will be helpful, I promise. And again, it isn't elaborate things that we need to do. We just have to go in with a little bit of a plan and we can save ourselves so much pain later. So be sure to check at the link in the show notes to sign up for this pre-holiday prep call. The link is also in my Instagram bio if you follow me there. But it will be an extremely helpful half an hour to just really figure out where those weak spots and what you can do to be prepared around them. So with that, let's get into the topic of today's episode. When you just really don't want to. There are so many behaviors in our lives that we know would be helpful. We know we want to do them, but when it really comes to it, we just don't want to. And some of these behaviors are health related and others of them aren't, but I'm sure you can relate to me on this level is whether it's getting in a workout or making a meal or cleaning or you know, something as simple as like taking the garbage out. Sometimes there are just tasks and habits and things that we just really don't want to do. And in the long term, we do want to do them. But in the moment, we don't want to do them. I was coaching a client of mine about her morning workouts. She was finding that she just wasn't doing them, even though she wanted to. She actually really enjoyed doing them during and after the fact, but couldn't get herself to do it. She couldn't bring herself to get around to those morning workouts. And I asked her, I said, well, why aren't you doing them? And what was so beautiful about her answer was the honesty. Because often we hide behind lies when it comes to questions like this. Like, why am I not following through? We make excuses like, oh, I just, I just didn't have enough time. I had too much to do. And when we aren't honest with ourselves about why we aren't following through on the things that we said we would do, we miss the opportunity to get to know ourselves better, to have compassion, to have understanding and to learn. So when I asked her this, I said, why aren't you doing them? She said, I just don't want to. And this was when she said, and I, I love to do them. I love during, I love after, but it's just right before that I really don't want to. And this was such a powerful realization because of the opportunity it gave us to work through why and to strategize as such. For her in the morning of every option of task to complete in front of her, working out was the hardest. It was what she didn't want to do the very most. So though she didn't want to maybe do the dishes, she didn't want to work out even more. And so thus she just did the dishes instead. And maybe she didn't want to make lunches, but she didn't want to work out more. And so she would just make the lunches. And thus this cycle kind of continued. And as she continued to do things that she didn't want to do, but not more than she didn't want to work out, the morning kind of got away. And then the day kind of got away and the workout didn't happen. Here is what can happen when there are things that we don't want to do. There are two ways that we can show up in the midst of these big I don't want to's. The first is that we just shut down. Sometimes we're like, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to sit. I'm going to scroll. I'm going to do nothing. The other option of how we can respond 
to these things is on the other end of the spectrum, and it's that we go into hyperdrive. People that shut down in these moments when they don't want to do something and then they just kind of shut down, oftentimes can be deemed lazy because they aren't taking any action. But people that shut down actually share the same motivation that the people that go into hyperdrive have. Both people in these instances, and and we can be both of these people. Sometimes I am both. Sometimes I shut down. Other times I want to go into hyperdrive. But either way, whether I'm going crazy and completing everything in front of me, or I just shut down and want to scroll and do nothing, it comes down to an unwillingness to face discomfort. Believe it or not, being productive can actually be an indication of a lack of willingness to face negative emotion. Because if there is something that you really don't want to do and you face that, that is going to be the biggest emotion you could face. And though there may be other appealing or other less appealing tasks that you still don't want to do, it isn't facing as much negative emotion as the thing you don't want to do the very most. And oftentimes we use productivity as an excuse. Like, oh, I just need to do these other things. I have so many other things that need to be done. And so I'm just going to do those instead of doing the thing that I really do want to do that I plan to do that's important to me. And I will tell you where this shows up in my life that's been really interesting. And it's small, but it fits into this idea of it's a small thing, but it just happens to be what I don't want to do the very most. And so I will do all sorts of other things just to avoid facing that largest portion of negative emotion. What happens for me is when I get home from the gym, the thing that I want to do the very least, I keep saying least or most, the thing that you don't want to do the very most. Yeah, that's right, right? When I get home from the gym, the thing I want to the thing I don't want to do the very most is to start making food. Because every day my kids and I we do eggs, spinach, turkey, turkey bacon and like toast or oats or yogurt or something like that. And I found for you know months I get home and that is what I want to do the very least and I've attempted to trace this back to why and I even caution against doing this for yourself if there's something that you find you keep avoiding it can be helpful to find out why to be sure but sometimes our attempt to figure out why can just be an additional task to keep us from still doing the thing So it's like I could get home from the gym and be like, you know what, instead of making food, I'm going to sit here and try to figure out why I don't want to make food. It's just another excuse. It's another seemingly productive idea, but all it does is just keep me away from the task at hand. But nonetheless, I have tried to wonder why it is that I avoid this. And I think it comes down to, I really truly, like it's going to mean more dishes. It's going to mean more work for me somehow. I don't love like having to wash my hands. I love washing my hands, but I, I touching water with like dry skin. I don't know if I just don't like to do that. I don't know if it's, I don't want to touch, like I, I, I don't want to touch food. Like I've really tried to just entertain all of these seemingly silly reasons, but there has to be some motivation for why I don't want to. And the truth is it really doesn't matter. I just simply was so empowered when I realized that it was there. That of all of the options in front of me of what to do, it was the one I wanted to do the least. So I get home from the gym and I'd be like, I'm just going to switch the laundry. I am just going to, you know, like 
dust the blinds. Oh, I'm just going to organize it. I'm just going to do this one like work thing. I, I'm just going to like go through the and, and vacuum. Like I, my, my brain will just offer up all of these seemingly appealing ideas that in the name of productivity seemed like a good choice. Now, these things did need to be completed at some point. But no matter what the action or inaction is, if it is coming from a place of an unwillingness to feel negative emotion, then there is some work to be done there. There's something to be cleaned up. So for me, that realization was helpful because just noticing, okay, this is what I want to do the very least made me realize it was what I needed to do the very most. The thing that you don't want to do the very most will get you the most of what you want. And here's what I mean by this. When I'm sitting on the couch in the evening and I've gotten the kids to bed and maybe I'm sitting on the couch with Ben and we've got a good show on that we're really enjoying, the thing that I want to do the very least is get up off the couch and go to bed. Like I'm feeling tired and I'm like, I could fall asleep right now, but what I want to do is stay up late and just watch this show. Just an extra 15 minutes, an extra half hour. Getting up off the couch and going to bed is very unappealing in that moment. It requires a little bit of effort. It requires me to pull myself away from this dopamine-inducing activity, which is watching a show, which is, you know, hanging out with Ben. But if that's what I want to do the very least, it will get me the most of what I want because the next day, if I go to bed early, the next day I'm going to have great energy levels and I'm going to have lower cortisol levels, meaning a less less stress in my body. Because when you are getting eight plus hours a night, your cortisol levels are much better managed. Those things are very important to me. Having good energy throughout the day is really important to me. Having my stress managed and eliminating cortisol where possible is really important to me for so many different reasons. That is what I want most. But in the moment when I'm sitting on the couch in the evening, it is what I want to do the least. Just by recognizing that, that it is what I want to do the least, but it will get me the most of what I want, it can be helpful in pushing me to do it. Another example of this is paying attention to what you're eating. In the moment, whether it's choosing something that's going to be strategic, whether it's weighing, whether it's tracking your macros, whatever it might be, there is some conscious effort put towards your food. Sometimes that can be the last thing you want to do. Sometimes what you want to do is just eat whatever, whenever, and you don't want to have to think about it because in the moment it requires effort. It requires consciousness and a little bit of thinking to pay attention to what you're eating. And it might be the last thing that you want to do. It might be what you want to do the very least. But if you want to create a body that you love living in, that feels physically well, if you want to create a certain body composition, certain muscle percentage, certain body fat percentage, whatever it might be, if you really want to create that for yourself, if that's what you want most, then you have to do what you want to do the very least, which is going to be paying attention to your eating in some way. Because yes, in the moment, just eating whatever, whenever, whatever sounds good, that's going to feel very good in the moment. But in the long term, it's going to create what you want the very least. It's going to create a body that maybe doesn't have the composition that you want. It's going to create a body that maybe doesn't feel as well and strong and healthy as you want to feel. 
the thing you don't want to do the most will get you the most of what you want. So how do we strategize for this? How do we get what we really want? How do we get the most of what is most important to us? Here is how I like to approach a day. If you were to imagine an upside down triangle, the new top part, which is going to be the widest part at the very top, this is going to represent the most difficult thing in front of you. This is going to represent the hardest task. Now, hard and the level of difficulty is going to be very subjective to you because sometimes, like for me, just taking out the trash, that is for some people a very simple task. And sometimes for me, it is the hardest because I don't want to go outside. Maybe it's cold, right? The excuses might seem silly, but for whatever reason, it is what's hardest. So whatever that might be for you, this is going to be that new top part of this upside down triangle, the largest part. This part of these tasks are what require the most effort and will make you the most uncomfortable. If we have in our mind's eye, our tasks before us, and we organize them in this way of most difficult very first, and you proceed accordingly, then the one that's just less difficult than that, and then the task that's just less difficult than that, you begin to accumulate wins. Because if you have done something that's the hardest, then whatever comes next is a little bit easier. And then whatever comes next a little bit after that is even easier than the one before it. This is where I think the idea of making your bed in the morning can be so powerful is because when you first get out of bed, the idea of exerting physical energy, you know, right seconds after you've stood up can be very unappealing. But when you are able to view that as the top part of this upside down triangle as like the hardest thing right now, because what I want to do is like lay in bed and scroll my phone and maybe just take my time and then go maybe sit on the couch and turn on a show or I don't know what it might be. But for you to be able to get up in the morning and make your bed, you have immediately done something hard. Your body might be achy and you might still be a little bit tired, but you did the hardest thing in front of you, which means that whatever it is coming next might not be as hard. It might not be as difficult because you've already done the hardest thing that was facing you in that moment that you woke up. So making your bed can be a fabulous way to start the day for that reason. Now, this is what is so important is for us to recognize what is the top of that upside down triangle. For us to call out these moments, to call out these tasks. What is it that I want to do the very least? What is it that I am deeming the most difficult task I could do right now? A way that we can call out these moments is by attaching a label to them and to create some awareness around it. And the way that I do this, I got from my mom. Hi, mom. And she calls this, I don't even know if, if this is, the, I, this is the way that I've just interpreted it, but she calls this eating the frog. And when you say a phrase like that, like eat the frog, it sounds a little bit silly. It sticks in your brain a little bit and it's very simple. And the way that she has used this phrase that I now use it is when I can identify the hardest thing, I say to myself, I just got to eat the frog. This is the hardest thing. I just got to do this. I just got to eat the frog. Because once I eat this frog, then all of the rest of the frogs, all of the subsequent frogs that will come after this will be not as hard. 
Now, this might seem somewhat nonsensical, but I encourage you to give this a try because just giving it a label like this can open you up to it to be like, oh, wait a minute, this is the most difficult thing. I don't need to avoid this by making excuses and either scrolling and and buffering away from my negative emotion or just by being overproductive and still trying to avoid feeling the discomfort. When you can just say, okay, I have this frog in front of me that seems like a very difficult task. So I need to just eat the frog. I need to just do it. And like I said, me with like taking out the garbage, that sometimes is eating the frog where it's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to take it. I don't want to have to carry the other boxes and things out to the trash and so I'm like well I'm just gonna do other things oh well I just don't have time I'll just like be passive aggressive and wait for Ben to do it or like my brain just makes up these excuses but when I can look at it and call it out and say that's my frog and I need to eat it then I'm like oh I can see that it's difficult or at least my brain is deeming it difficult and maybe it's actually not that difficult so I'm willing to do it and then I just like face it head on and almost every time it is not as difficult as my brain wants to think on some subconscious level that it is. When you eat the frog, when you eat your frogs, you have won. You have won against your own programming. You have won against your own natural desire to not exert any energy. When you can live your day from the top of the upside down triangle to the bottom of the upside down triangle, you accumulate wins. But when you leave those hardest tasks, whatever they might be for you, for later, they loom in your mind. Like, have you ever had this happen where the workout, your workout in the morning has been, is that top of the upside down triangle. That is what is going to be hardest for you to start. And so then you do other things, just like my client, that might seem, you know, legitimate that need to get done, but it just pushes this looming difficult thing for you throughout the day. You're like, oh, I still need to do that workout. And it just sticks in your mind. And you go throughout the day and you have this just kind of wearing on you. And sometimes you do it and sometimes you don't. But regardless, you've had it in your mind weighing on you all day. When you can just eat the frog and do the hardest thing first, everything else is going to be easier. You free up mental space. You have won you win and you continue to accumulate wins and that is what creates long-term wins when you can be a person that always does the hardest thing first you will get the most of what you really want whether it's in your health whether it's in your life whether it's in your relationships when you can do the thing that you don't want to do the very most you will get the most of what you really want So eat those frogs, call out what it is that you are for whatever reason deeming as the hardest task in front of you and do it, do it first and begin to accumulate those wins. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. 
On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.